Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons & Dragons. I am, as always, your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. If the audio sounds a little different tonight, uh, for better or for worse, we're trying a slightly different setup. Uh, my PC died, but uh, don't worry. Things will probably be fine, allegedly, possibly, who knows. But I have with me the majority of the party, our, our fighter, I always want to say warrior, but our, our fighter will be joining us some way down the road, but we have our bard... Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm playing Bala, the Asimar Bard. Our Barbarian. Hey guys, this is Ku playing Mahokui, the Actful Barbarian. Our Rogue. Hello, this is Elise. I play Leonara, the Furbolg Rogue. And our Warlock. Nope, Warlock's not here. Yo, it's your oh, boy. Druid. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Necro's here, but the Rogue was like, no, the Warlock's not here. Anyway, so, um, right? So, are you aware of what we've, what we've been up to, Necro? Addy? I'm sorry, what? Are, are you familiar with what the party's been up to? Uh, can I get a refresher? It's, it's, uh, been a while since I listened to the last session. I, I got you. So you guys are right now have traveled to um, Maru's bed, that sort of uh, large fissure in the middle of the forest, and yeah. uh, have traveled down the paths to the base of the fissure, where it turns out there's quite the bustling mining city, uh, primarily dwarves, halflings, gnomes, and some humans. And uh, I'd say primarily gnomes and halflings. And uh, you guys went to the pipery that makes the crystalline pipes that the dragon had requested you acquire. But without a permit, you guys were going to pay hand over fist to get the amount of crystal pipe you would need. Oh, there's Nalus. Hey, Nalus. Hey. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Let me just turn you up a little bit because you're quiet. Yeah, my bad. No, it's not your fault. You're just a soft talker. So I was just catching up Necro to what you guys have been up to with you guys traveling to the base of Maru's bed, leaving the crystal pipery behind because, boy, those, those pipes are expensive. Uh, and so you guys are walking towards the south side of the Maru's bed to speak to, uh, I can't recall the title I gave them, but basically the people in charge of Maru's bed. Gotcha. I may actually have that title written down in my notes, but I'm not positive. I have not opened them yet. Yeah, that's fine. You know, take your time. Um, Pahokwi, are you still mid-trance making your pottery? Uh, last time that I was in the session, yes. Okay. No, we haven't had session since then, so... Alright, I don't know sure. Okay, so the party had just, I believe, purchased a rickshaw ride to the sort of capital building of Maru's bed. And let's go ahead and say you guys, you know, speed along that little two-hour ride, three-hour ride, and you guys have arrived uh, to a rather... I believe I... I, rem I said that the building was quite distinguished from the rest of the other um, surroundings. 
So unlike the rest of the structures that are in Maru's bed, which are almost entirely built into the walls of the fissure, um, with the occasional like small semi-permanent structure in the in, on the floor of uh, the fissure, this is like borderline what you would see as the Capitol building in the middle of D.C. Just like this bright white marbled building uh, that just screams with illustriousness. And, uh, and, and you guys are informed by the rickshaw service that you've arrived, and if you'd like them to wait for you, they will and give you a special deal on returning you to where you came from if you pay them for it. What happened with the, the druids and the, the will-o'-wisps that I followed last time? Oh, <clears throat> uh, so before you guys got to Maru's bed, the party had, uh, was traveling through the open, like, the, the, the dense woods, and had found, like, a shale outcropping to camp for the night. Turns out that was where one of the druid circles meets, and you guys got ambushed by the druid circle that was like, what the fuck y'all doing here? Uh, and before they killed you guys, uh, your your druid, Karak, appealed to them to teach them some of his ways from where he comes from, <clears throat> in turn to spare your guys' lives. And so he and your bard danced in the, in the moonlight amongst the canopies of the forest all night and through the morning, and this performance appeased the druids, and, you know, they didn't kill you for trespassing. I also believe you said that uh, those of us that didn't participate in said performance got 15 temporary hit points. Yep. Yeah. Because for some reason those are marked on my character sheet. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And they also gave you guys um, the dirt from the ley line that you guys needed. Yes, that's right. Although no one mentioned the contract they would have had to uh, get the druids to sign on with Chet. I didn't think we had... Did we have that contract? You might have not, but I know that you guys are aware that you were supposed to do that at some point. I'm not trusted with the contracts. I think, um... Nara had the contracts? Yeah, I've got all the contracts, and... I remember, like, wanting to mention something about them, and you guys are like, no. So... I mean, we were a little concerned we were all gonna die. Yeah. Slightly more pressing issues. Yeah. Alright, so... Everyone except for Pahokwi, I believe... Is pretty yeah, much correct. He's in a yeah, correct. in my boots on my chest. That's my right. Well, that's 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 kind of perfectly appropriate. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. So, uh, okay. Do you guys want to pay the rickshaw service to wait and bring you back to the crystalline pipery when you're done? How much is it per hour? Um, they say that they work in days if they're gonna wait for you. So they'll, for for a mere two gold, they'll wait a day. Two gold, yeah, yeah, we'll pay after. They go fantastic. You guys pay them, and the sort of grubby businessman and the two stout dwarf brothers that are the actual rickshaw men just sort of park nearby 
and just sort of give you a, a gesture to come back when you're ready, and they'll take you back to where they found you in the first place. But uh, the you guys are standing in front of this illustrious building of marble and stone. I knock. There is no doors. That's weird. I knock on the wall, then, where I imagine a front door would be. Well, okay, so let me... I, I guess I didn't really explain that well. So, like, you walk up some stairs and uh-huh. pass some columns, and it just leads into the building. Oh, so it's just kind of, like, open-aired with no no. Well, like, a single... There's a, there is a single threshold that people come in and out of. Gotcha. Okay. But that threshold has no door. Gotcha. Okay. Alright, well, I guess I don't need to knock, so let's just go on in. Okay. You guys are immediately stopped as you begin to walk into the building. A pair of uh, halflings sort of stop you and ask you what your business is here. They have, like, a clipboard-like device and ink and quill and uh, sort of quizzically look at your group. Oh. Well, we're here because the gentleman that owns the crystalline pipe making facility uh, told us we had to talk to you all so that way we could go and buy the crystal pipe Um, and we also have a contract from Chet he'd really like you guys to sign it we're here to do what needs to be done to get that to happen one of the halflings is busily writing what you just said. The other one seems to be scanning your party and writing down features. Uh, and when they both sort of stop a few seconds longer than it takes you to say what you're saying, they uh, sort of pipe their heads up and goes, oh, uh, yes, you will need, uh, I suppose, a, a writ of business? Uh, does that sound familiar? I look in my bag and pull out all the paperwork we've, I've gathered thus far and look for something that looks like it would be a writ of you have it written down? I don't. I don't think we have a writ of business. No. No, no, sir. I'm just kind of told to come here. I mean, you, 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 you're, you're here to be approved to receive a writ of, of purchase, so you can purchase uh, from the pipery at, at at businessman prices, not traveler prices. Oh. Okay. That might have been explained to us. We, we we're not quite used to. Your, your methods here. And they both sort of giggle and nod. Of course, of course. So you'll need to see the... the uh, did you find the name of what I said the governance of Mario's bed was? Uh, my notes just say guild. Yeah, okay, that's what I, I thought. It's the, the merchant's guild. Yeah, I thought it was just the merchant's guild of the bed. Yeah. I just, I didn't know if I had put any names out yet. So they go, yeah, so you'll need to meet with the guild, the, 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 the head officers of the the merchants guild and they are in a meeting but they should be out soon so if you all and they sort of point a direction if you go down that hallway and take the third non-visible left uh there is a waiting room and they will see to you see to you shortly um on the matter of uh, what was the second thing you needed uh oh we would like whoever is in charge to sign a contract sent by our employer chet uh to say that you guys will swear fealty to the new capital 
and uh, and is there more to that? Are you asking me the party? I'm I'm asking uh, the the party people who are still with me. So it was we're fealty and we also need the materials, right? That's it. Yeah, I guess it's just we're fealty. They go. They sort of give you like one of them seems to almost break their professional face and smirk and almost like like choking down a, a laugh. And the one that isn't struggling so much sort of says, well, that would also be with the Merchant's Guild. They run Maru's bed. Uh, good luck uh, with that. But yeah, third door that you can't see on the left. And they just sort of trot away. Wonderful. Thank you. All right, let's go left. Right, well, he pointed to a hallway. Okay, let's go over guys... down there. So you guys walk to the hallway. It's a nice, wide-open, 15-foot-wide hallway. There's a couple of people milling about. But you can see that the hallway's walls are completely smooth. As opposed to rough walls? Well, as, a, as opposed to a hallway with doors and such. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, I mean, are there any sign plates or any designations of where... No. Can I do an observation? A perception check? Sure. If I, I notice any kind of maybe hidden doorway. Non visible left. Third door on the left that you can't see. Uh, I rolled a one, so. Can I just like walk along and drag my hand on the wall? Um. Yeah, okay. Um, I want to do the knocking every couple inches to hear difference behind the wall. Are you You're doing gonna that? You're gonna find the studs? Yeah. <laughs> in, 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 in stone. Yeah, studded marble, you know. Just like how... I might be able to hear some kind of difference. Uh, are you doing that in front of Nalos or after Nalos? Um, I'll go in front of him. Okay. I guess like on the opposite side of the wall. He's on one side, I'm on the other side. Okay. Um, so what would that be? It's not at anything. I'm just gonna tell you how that goes. Oh, okay. Um... So Nalos, you're just you're just sort of running your hand along the wall as you walk. Yep, just kind of feeling until I don't know until hopefully I find something that I can't see. Okay, so uh, pretty quickly both of you get a similar result to this sort of invasive manipulation of public of private property, uh, where after a couple of knocks, uh, Leonora, you're greeted to a completely like smooth stone door that's just part of the wall just like breaks in and slides almost like a Japanese sliding door sort of situation um, and a dwarf just looks at you and goes what's with all the racket now sorry we're, we're trying to find where we're going well where is it that you're going so you're not bothering more people and such third door on the left well then it's over there and he sort of points to the other wall in like a spot that's maybe 15 feet ahead of Nalos. That okay. it's completely undistinguishable from the rest of the wall. Can you tell me, uh, sir, now, now that I have your time, how can I find that door easier in the future without disturbing you? Just look at the right places the door closes and slams, as, as only a sliding door can. 
Useful, thank you. I yell after him. Alright. Alright, well, to that spot on the wall, 15 down, 15 feet down the, the way. Okay. Uh, Nalas, you, you suffer a similar experience as you're sort of running your hand along the wall. Uh, probably the first door that you can't see on the left sort of, like, breaks in and slides off, and there's a, a gnomish man who is, like, halfway through a sandwich, and he just kind of looks up at you and goes, what is it that you're doing caressing my office door? Oh, well, we were told to look for the door that we couldn't currently see. And this seemed like the best way to find something that I can't see. He sort of just rolls his eyes and, like, flicks a coin at you, That is what it looks like. Um, so, like, you sort of use your instincts and, like, you throw your hand up and catch it, because it's, like, coming right for your face. Um, and it's, it's, it's in, in fact, a small gem lens. It's, uh, made, it seems to be made out of amethyst or some sort of purple gemstone. Why did the door give me one of those? Rude. Well, because well, Nalus was caressing a stranger's door, and you were knocking on a stranger's door. Both of these things are intrusive. One is less so. Yeah, this is creepy. I was not doing, like, the typical little kid thing where you just walk and drag your hand on the wall, and you're probably leaving, like, some grimy fingerprints <laughs> and whatnot, but I'm not a gross little kid. I'm just a strange, gross fish, man. If I can look through this. Yeah, and when you do, you can see that there is a, in fact, a series of nameplates along the wall. That's neat. Huh. So I guess I'll just keep walking along and okay. look at uh, the nameplates. The third so one on the, the left. Room. The third one on the left says "waiting room." this one guys i'll i guess put my hand on the wall underneath of there well in fact as you can look through the lens you see that there is indeed a handprint much smaller than your hand but there is a handprint indentation in the stone oh i guess i'll place my hand there and like magic because it is the stone slab of the wall sort of breaks in and slides to the side. And you guys can see before you a somewhat sizable, almost straight out of like a doctor's office waiting room type of situation. Huh. Man, I'm going to have to tell mom about this when I come home. Like, this could be really good for keeping things out of the house. Alright, I guess we just walk in. Yeah. It is a waiting room. Alright, so you guys find yourselves in this waiting room. I can't understand You guys find yourselves in this waiting room. And uh, there is a clerk sitting behind a large desk. And uh, they just sort of look up. They're clearly doing some sort of like written puzzle. Basically a Yalzar equivalent of a crossword. And they sort of look up and go, oh, new people, take a number. And they sort of point to a bucket full of loose pieces of scrap papyrus. Each piece has a random number on it. I find the, I go in the bucket and find the lowest number. All right. 
Ready to roll? No. All right, you find a 13. All right. And, uh, what number are they currently on? There's no indication. Man. So it's not like a DMV, like currently serving. Well, yeah, because it's, it's a little intricate, isn't it? They make signs that you can easily change the numbers on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I thought you were asking, like, for a straight-up, like, electronic feedback sign, of which there isn't. Um, you might no. be able to see that with this purple crystal thing. Yeah, have you shared that? I, like... I still assume that Knowledge is still just holding it up to one eye and has his other one closed and, like, looking around at everything. Oh, and if that's the case, then you can see that, that what to everyone else looks like sort of a blank sign next to the clerk that acknowledged you all as you entered. Uh, next to him is a sort of plain sign to everyone else, but to you, you can see uh, ready for customer seven. What number did you get again? Thirteen. Alright, we don't have too long. They're on seven right now. Man. <laughs> Alright, um, so, uh, what do you guys do to pass the time? Anybody I'm going like... to, uh, play music. Yeah. Okay. Are there any other people in here? Three. I mean, I assume so. There are, outside um, of the clerk and your party, there are three other people. Can I... Can I just try and strike up a conversation with somebody? I'm going to be that awkward person from the doctor's office. Yeah, I want to ask one of them how long they've been waiting. Oh, we've, we've been here just a couple of days. A couple of days? Well, yeah. Oh. The Merchant's Guild are very busy. How long does each appointment take? Well, not very long. Only a few minutes, generally. What number are you? None of your business. I'm going to go with my number then, and then go, fine. Let's see. Uh, I think these guys are probably ahead of us. I mean, probably, but we should so take their what, what are you here to, to talk to the Merchants Guild about? Uh, simple business disturbance. My neighbor is doing things that are disruptive to my work. Ah, I hate when that happens. Have you tried... I don't know, did you try to talk to your neighbor, or did you just come straight here? Well, you see, that's why I'm here. I fought my neighbor, and granted, while I won, I'm now potentially wanted for assault. Oh. Mm. I see. Okay. Well... We're just here to buy some crystal pipe and maybe get you all to follow our wonderful employer, Chet. He's actually a pretty nice guy. I think he'd be able to handle a lot of this, this process a little faster than the Merchant's Guild seems to. Well, at that, you sort of see the clerk pipe up a little bit. <laughs> and then sort of die back down. But uh, a, a couple hours pass, and you see the clerk erase. You say hours? Yes. Yeah, a couple of hours. 
no wonder we had to pay them by the day to hang around for us. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> so a couple of hours pass, and uh, maybe two hours later, you see the clerk erase something on the sign and then rewrite something in an invisible ink. All right, I'll take a look again. Uh, now serving number 22. Ah. <laughs> I'm going to raise a fuss at that. I'm going to raise my hand. Say, uh, excuse me. Excuse me, ma'am. I'm a sir. Sir. Well, <laughs> sorry. It honestly didn't matter what you were going to say. It was going to be the other one. Thanks. It's hard to see behind the desk. Yeah. Uh, may I ask what number system you're using here? And he sort of like points to the bowl of numbers and goes, oh, random. That is very illogical. You know, they make numbers that come in a consecutive order for a reason. And at that point, you sort of realize that one of the other three customers sort of pipes up and goes, It's my turn! I've been here for three days! And he sort of, like, darts off to a part of the wall that doesn't have anything at it, except he places his hand on it, and then a door opens. And he walks through, and you can hear a hustle and bustle of an active conference room on the other side. Hmm. I'm going to look to the rest of the party numbers. Say, okay, I have one number. The rest of you guys get numbers two. That way, there's more of us than there are of them, and we'll get called sooner. But what if they have the numbers that are before ours? Then we're fucked either way. I say we I say we find out what numbers they are, and if they are higher numbers than, or lower the numbers than us, and we just take them. I vote we just take all the numbers that were next no matter what. On, I still, I still have a mark on my hand from, uh, uh, shit, what was his name? Uh, my, Myel, Miel. I don't actually know how to pronounce the name that I typed out that I only figured phonetically. Um, is that is that mark actually visible still? Um, only at will. So I can focus on it and make it appear. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna like kind of focus and try and get that mark to appear and go ask the the clerk. And that that um, that mark came from the crystal piper, right? Yes, Ma, Mayel, Mayel Sotor. Sotor, yep. Um, I'm like, um, excuse me, sir. Uh, so I was actually sent here at the request of Mayel Sotor. Um, we really have some some pressing business to conduct uh, with him, and I'm under the impression that their business is quite important to the merchant skill. Um, is there a way that we could speed up our process a little so that way we can exchange uh, our goods with theirs and, you know, help help bolster your economy some more? I, I understand that not a lot of people come here trying to buy the crystalline pipe. He sort of nods and goes, well, here's here's the thing, my friend. I could tell you that you could go in now, but... 
and you'd get served sooner than anyone else because the moment they're done with their previous customer, you guys will be tended to. But I must warn you, if you hasten the Merchant's Guild, there is no quicker way to put them on a soured mood. So you may get your results fast, but you might not get the results you're looking for where you otherwise would. So this is only if you make the Merchant's Guild feel pressured. Right? Yes. Yes. So if um, a kind customer were to exchange their number with us for coin or favor, that would be no no bother to the Merchant's Guild, right? And the, cl the clerk sort of puts his hands up and goes, Scalpery in this room is entirely legal and not my jurisdiction. Did you say legal? It, yes, legal, quite legal. Okay, there's a, a brief skip in your, your voice yeah. at the beginning of legal, and we weren't certain. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's cool. I'm just gonna, um, I'm pretty bored. I'm gonna just play a, like a quick tune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe with a little, uh, charm behind it. Yeah. So I'm going to, um, activate my, um, my bardic ability. Yep. And, um, rock out. And, um, at the end, um, I'm going to ask people that, hey, you know, if you liked your song, why don't you trade numbers with us as a thank you? And um, does anybody offer to? Uh, what's what's to... the what's the charisma save to not be charmed by you? Um, I'm not sure. Well, don't you? It, it's a class feature, right? That if people listen to you for a full minute. Yeah. Or like ten minutes or something. Instead of doodling on your character sheet, can I see your handbook? Um, College of Glamour, that's in Xanathar's Guide. I don't know that that's a glamour thing, though. I thought the it's, uh, like, mantle of something or other. Yeah. Which I, I, I thought was a College of Glamour skill, but I, I could be mistaken. Okay. No, that's the, um, that's the spell I'm trying to use. What? Her mantle. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta check that then. I don't have that in front of me. I normally, like, pull up all of things ahead of time, but I did not do it this time. Give me just a second. Grab my book. Assuming Jay has handed it back to me. Your spell save DC. Okay. Or be charmed. What is that? What is your spell save DC? Fifteen. Uh, okay. So so one of the, the the two remaining other customers 
has visibly fallen asleep. Um, maybe out of just obstinance to your performance. Maybe they were just tired. But the other person seems absolutely uh, captivated with your performance. And they start to sort of covet you with questions. Like, you know, that's so beautiful. What's it called? Where is it from? Like, where'd you learn it? You, you, you've, you realize you've got a sucker on the hook. I reel him in. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is tells the story of a, a great hero I met once. Um, blah, blah, blah. And um, then I dropped the line about um, if you enjoyed uh, my performance, uh, all I ask is that you, you trade um, tickets with us as we are in uh, quite the hurry. Well, they, they quickly non-go. They, they, they absolutely agree and willfully trade their ticket to your party for whatever. Um, to- I accept it. What number is it? Um, eight. Okay. I just didn't want to wind up farther back. All right. Um, I, I, I pat them on the back and shake their hand and offer to autograph anything they'd like because they are such a good fan. <laughs> um, they 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 take the ticket from Leonora and go. Oh, please, no, no, no! You've brightened my week with your song. That's all I could ever ask. Thank you, thank you very much. Okay, so I'm gonna hand the um the ticket to Leonora. All right, they better not call thirteen next, or I'm gonna be very upset. <laughs> I'll flip a table. <clears throat> All right, so a, another couple of hours pass, and uh, and then the uh, the number the the clerk sort of stands up and mops away the invisible number and writes something new in in, in an invisible ink. All right. Taking a look again. It's zero eight. Yeah, good. Hey, I think that's us now. Hey. Hello. Hello. Oh, sorry about Hello. that. <laughs> sorry, the tablet fell asleep, but I was like, shit. All right, so you guys walk up to the door like you saw before. Um, Nalos, you can very clearly see. The handprint to activate the door. All right. Put my hand out. Mm-hmm. Touch the door. Yep. The door breaks in, slip, slides to the side. You can hear it. It sounds like a party, almost a revel, dare say, going on. Huh. This is not how I expected business to be conducted. It sounds awfully cheerful. So is there anybody here to greet us or not to greet you no to fight us no just in the room it's like a 20 by 40 room and there's a table that's wide and sitting at it is uh one dwarf two gnomes two halflings and a and a human and they're all singing and some of them are dancing. One of the, the one of the two gnomes is dancing on the table. Um, 
and they're 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 all together quite merry. I mean, you can see the rosiness in their cheeks. Well, it looks like the merchant's council has hit the bottle a little bit early. Let's uh, go say hi. You said that was one dwarf, two gnomes, two halflings, and one human. Yep. You're immediately interjected with a you with the blue skin and look like you're from far away. Catch! The dwarf throws a corked bottle of wine at you. Okay. I'll make, catch. Make I'll a deck like, save. A deck save? Yep. Okay. Don't worry, I'm like a champ at these. Sixteen. Alright. Nalos, you deftly catch the bottle out of the air and are, and are able to pull the cork off with a single swing if you care to. Do you want to add any flourish to that gesture? Uh, I'll pop the cork, raise it up, and then tilt it back and take a drink. Wait, this isn't like the Ambrosia of the Gods, right? Like, we're not going to be stuck in the Merchant's Council forever if we drink from them? Is that why these meetings take so long and people wait for days? Is It, it doesn't matter. Too late. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, so that's an interesting ploy, but uh, too bad. <laughs> Um, that knowledge. It's a Don't very. Worry, I've only failed every charisma save I've done in this game so far. <laughs> right. It's it's a very fine wine. Um, it's it's very smooth on the tongue. It it it, it sort of hits you with a gentle warmth as you imbibe it. Uh, very pleasant, all things considered. Uh, the dwarf sort of stands up and sort of applauds you and and cheers and dwarven to the rest of the party. It, it anyone that can speak dwarven just recognizes it as sort of like a. Like a hear, hear, like a well done sort of compliment. I don't think any of us speak Dwarven. I think one of you speaks Dwarven. Is it any of the four of us that are here? I don't think think it's any of the four of you guys, but I I feel like one person in the party speaks Dwarven. Um, It ain't me. I think it's Karag. It has to be, because I feel like we've gotten into this before. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, Um. I will hand the bottle back to uh, Bala enjoys enjoys wine, so I will hand it to her and be like, "You should try this." Um, I'm totally gonna try it. It's it's really what good. Is it? I take this one. <laughs> yeah, it's very good wine. It's very it's got a full body and, and very fragrant. Um, and I'll go back uh, as I was saying. Uh, thank you for taking time to meet with us. We were sent here by Mayel Sotor. Um, to discuss uh, a permit, I believe it was, to purchase Crystal Pipe. Um, but we, we also have a, a contract from our employer, Chet, uh, who has recently established his authority in the capital yeah. um, and would like to, to spread, um, spread his connections and inform the rest of the force. So early on in what you were saying, most of the council is kind of just like continuing to revel and be like, yeah, 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 some foreigners want to buy some pipe. 
ha ha ha, yeah yeah yeah. And then as you sort of get into the business with Chet, they sort of all sort of stop and turn their attention to you and listen very intently. It's almost like a switch was triggered where a bunch of partiers, like, you know, it's like if someone passes out in the middle of a party, everyone immediately sobers up. It's like that, uh, except they're, okay. except they're still quite avidly drinking while they're listening to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dwarf again sort of stands up and points to the human and goes, well, there is one of us that is the best at reading and knowing the implications of contracts. Please hand it to our friend down the way. Uh, but of course. One of the uh, one of our... them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look at it. What do you mean you look at it? I mean, I guess I. What am I doing with it? The dwarf said that you should hand the contract to the human. Okay. Yeah, I give it to the human. Okay. Um. And uh, the two gnomes sort of pipe up and go, "Well, we can handle your business with the piper. Uh, it will take a little bit of time to conscript together." the work order, how much pipe are you looking for, and is it a single transaction or recurring business? Uh, I think it's just oh. one transaction. We just need it this one time. And... Well, we only currently need 10 feet. Um, but he had asked me um, to spread word to my, my home uh, in the chance that we may one day need the crystal pipe as well. So would we be able to write out that permit that I could use it later on as well? Well, let me be clear. It'll take slightly longer if you want it to be a recurring business visa with our with our, with our our artisans. But mm-hmm. in either case, we would just write it off in your name, which is... Uh, my name is Nalos Alorsaf. Um... It is an honor to meet you, kind sirs. Aren't you... I've heard your name on the winds. Aren't you the risen and riding tide I've heard about? Uh, yes, yes, that would be me. Word travels much faster than I anticipated. Yes, indeed. Yes, no, uh, as I said, some time will be required, good Nalos, but we can do that for you. A small uh, workman's fee to put together, of course... And uh, a bit of a sport, if you all are fair for it, would expediate things, at least from your perspective. Thank you. Um, you can see already, quite cl- quite quickly, the human is, like, marking parts of the contract and reading over it on the side of the table, quite avidly. I mean, like, he's stopping and taking a shot or a drink every few minutes, but... Wow. He's avidly working on this contract to make sure that he's okay with what he's reading. Mm-hmm. But uh, the two gnomes sort of sit down, and the, the female gnome that had been doing the majority of the talking with you, Nalos, um, walks up to you from the table with a fresh peach piece of parchment with ink and quill and asks you to sign your name. She nods and goes, very well, my good boy. I'll be back in a few hours yet. Uh, I'm sure that there is plenty that the council would dare to be entertained by you and your friends in the interim. And I suggest that you do your best. Thank you. So she sort of trots along and 
puts her hand on a part of a wall and disappears through the wall, uh, like everyone else in this building apparently does. And then, uh, as she leaves, the other party, the other uh, merchants guild members, sort of, uh, other than the human, sort of look to the party and go, "So, is there any other business?" Smashing, uh, says the dwarf as he smashes a flagon of ale on the floor. And he goes, well then, only one thing to do. Uh, to which the two halflings cheer in unison uh, and adjourn from the table and bring back a large cask of wine, a cask of ale, and a cask of mead. And they set them up on the table in front of you, um, put spouts in each one and go... Well, it's improper to do business on a un, on a sober stomach, isn't it? To which they all sort of like gesture to you all, mugs to, for which to drink from. Yeah, let's have at it. Sure. All right, everyone, make constitution saves. So the first two of you uh, fail. So uh, Nalos and uh, Vala, you guys uh, can't quite hold this. That wine man. Yeah, you guys can't quite hold your own with this foreign alcohol mm-hmm. and quickly are, uh, you know, pouring it into the side of your mouth while you're laying on the ground. Uh, but I, I want to smash my mug like the other guy smashed his mug. And uh, the dwarf loves it if you do so, uh, and immediately couldn't like snaps his fingers, and another one magically appears a few inches from your hand. Nice. Uh, all right, the remaining party members make Constitution saves. Sixteen. A necro. Eleven. Okay. Uh, Necro joins the rest of the, the party on the ground, uh, except Leonara. I, I take this moment, now that I'm the only one sober and awake, to super drunkenly talk to the contract human and say, so what do you think about using birds as messenger pigeons? Can you, like, maybe, can, can you write me some kind of contract where I get money for that idea? Can you, like... Is there any way to take an idea and be like, this is my idea and nobody else can use it? Because I want you to do that for me. I could do that. I don't think it's worth the money and time, but I could totally do that. It'll be 80 gold for the property intellectualism. Yeah! I'll do it. Okay. So you pay him 80 gold? Yep. All right. <laughs> he asks you to sign a blank parchment. But there's nothing there. Well, I gotta write the contract, and I'm busy working on this one right now. But I'm not gonna sign it before I get to read it. Well, you gonna come back? Yeah. Alright. It takes your 80 gold anyway. Okay. You could send a messenger pigeon to give me the contract. Uh, I'm just here to refine your intellectual property to be your own. I'm not gonna help you get your business off the ground with your whack job idea. Well, you're missing a golden opportunity, sir. 
And then I take more drink. Okay. Uh, so a few hours of revelry later, and everyone except for Leonara is passed out on the floor of the conference room, or slumped in a chair, uh, and Leonara is not doing much better than that. <laughs> Conscious, but not much better. Um, the Merchant's Guild has told you four things that they want to change about the contract. You don't remember any of them. Uh-oh. But they sign anyway. Okay, that's good. Um... And and say you know take this back to your to your boss, uh, and and we'll sort it out. All right. I also want to ask the human when I should come back for my my contract. I don't know. He says a number. Roll roll a wisdom save to see if you remember. He's bad at rolling dice. Alright, you don't remember how much time he says. Man. Alright, guess I just gotta come back every day. Anyway, um but uh so, you go ahead. Well, it's been like several hours that we've been here. Yep. How is uh Pahokwe's progress going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, Pahokwe, you've been working at this for the majority of a day, and do you remember how long I said it would take? Uh, hold on a second. Five minutes, Turkish. God damn it. And what's the hook we doing? He's making a new um, jar. Right. A new soul jar. Since we gave away one. Yeah. Oh, and he had to borrow money from Nautilus for that, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't think we determined exactly how long it was going to take. Let's just say it takes a day. Okay. <laughs> just be simple about it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, um, so you've 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 done over half of the work. Mm-hmm. Then, and I think it'll probably cess out pretty quickly. That when they get back from this building, it'll be perfect timing for you to be yeah. done. Alright, so uh, you guys, everyone that's passed out is awoken as a door shuts and slams the only way a sliding door can slam. And uh, it's the gnomish woman who has returned with your uh, right of business and Nalos, you can see as best as you can that it is indeed the same parchment that you signed already. Um, but she just filled in the rest of the contract around your signature. Alright. And it's very, very clearly a, you know, for the, you know, I, Nalos, blah, 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 have been certified by the Merchant Guild, co-signed by, you know, her name to have the distinguished privilege of proper pricing and opportunity amongst all the artisans within Maru, Maru's bed. Well, I guess I shouldn't hold on to this one if it's in Nautilus's name. I will uh, bow and shake the gnomish woman's hand uh, and tell her thank you, and then carefully 
roll roll up the contract? Uh, yeah. she, she gives you a, a scroll case to, to store it in. It's a leather-bound ah. case. So I will carefully store that and then put it in my here's handy haversack. Alright. Uh, and uh, with that, the dwarf sort of stands up and yawns like I just did. And goes, very well then, I think that's uh, all the business that we have time for. Uh, scrape yourselves off our conference floor and vacate as you will. I know, I'm afraid you'll be seeing me again. I'll be picking up my own contract for my wonderful idea. And then start rousing the others by kicking them till they wake up. Okay. Do they wake up? I don't know, do you guys wake up from getting kicked? I feel like uh, I wake up from getting kicked. I wake up and also fart at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> like a really bad one. That's appropriate. Or there's like hungover farts. Oof. Oh. <laughs> Do birds fart? Yes. Okay. This one does. <laughs> and then I just... Everybody farts. The lesson of today's session. Yes. I say, I only look up crab facts, not birds. It's not my department. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up yak facts last up, week. But I wake up and I go, I smell the air and I go, who farted? All of the Merchant's Guild members point at you. <laughs> uh, I just put my face in my hands and just shake my head. Your wings? I just feel so disgusted with myself. Yeah. That's weird. What's weird about that? Have hands at the end of wings? Yeah, but they're like crow hands. I don't know what hangover cures are in this D&D universe, but I'm going to eat something really gross. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just take like a, a full stick of butter and mash it with a trail ration until it's, you know, combined and be like, this is probably fine. Gross. I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. Um, whatever, um... Whatever the price is, damn it. <laughs> there are in this world. Alright. So, the party sort of pulls themselves out of the building, sloppily walking around. It looks like it's early morning. Like, the sun is barely lighting the bed of Maru. And there's still, you know, torchlight and such lighting the area. But the, uh... I almost said rucksack. The uh, rickshaw service comes right up and goes, Oh, you all look chipper. Ready for your ride back? I need one more day, and I'll pay them two more gold. You want us to wait here for another day? Yes, I have business to attend to back with the merchants tomorrow. So you guys aren't leaving today? Well, I have a contract I need to pick up. I'm already here. It doesn't make sense to leave. What does the rest of the party say on that? I mean, I don't have any reason to stay here. Yeah, I don't want to delay things. Aren't we trying to, you know, move quickly? Though maybe, I mean, we do have to, it's like the half day's travel back to the, um, the, the crystal tubes, right? Yeah, the pipery. Yeah. Well, will we, will we be passing back this way anytime soon? I don't know. Wait, did they actually sign the contract for Chet? Yep. I 
passed out before then. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. Like trying to like piece together what happened. Like, oh man, did they sign the contract? I don't mm-hmm. know. Alright, well, I guess we can leave. Do we still have the contract then? Uh, yeah, they gave it back to me, and they had a bunch of changes that they wanted to make clear. Normally, when somebody has signed one of Chet's contracts, some weird skeleton hand just appears and makes the contract disappear. Well, I don't think that's what happened. They gave it back to me with a bunch of changes. Do you have it in your inventory? No. You shouldn't. Okay. Did they not give it back? You didn't get it back. Okay. Well, I guess I didn't get it back, guys. I'm sure it's fine. People here seem awfully nice. And if we have to come back, we have to come back, and I guess I can pick up my contract then. Sure. There's mail in this world. You can probably get it mailed to you. Right? Uh, no, because the postal system is not nearly as good as the bird system, and I will not support it. <laughs> Not even if they can have a hand in their downfall? Eh? Ooh, maybe. Eh? <laughs> Kenny's just shaking his head at me. It's just like, <laughs> like this is the cross you want to die on, but like that metaphor doesn't even work because it's like, this is the cross that you built, and the whole time you were building it, everyone that passed you by was like, this is the cross I'm going to die on. <laughs> and they were like, why are you building it then? Like, no, because this is the cross I'm going to die on. I'm going to build it. And then I'm going to nail myself to it. And everyone will be like, wow, this person did this great thing that nobody asked them to do. <laughs> Such is all the great progress in life. I'm not sure that's correct. <laughs> but I'm not certain enough to tell you that it's incorrect. <laughs> right. So I'm going to let you have that one. <laughs> uh, but messenger dolphins are definitely better. Just saying. They're significantly smarter. Yes, although twice as cruel. Yeah, they're mean. They would like probably deliver the letter and then beat up the seal that it was delivered to, just for kick chits and giggles. Why are you mailing things to seals? I don't know. It was the first thing that lived in the ocean that came to mind. The seals uh, deserve mail, too. No, they don't. They can't read their seals. They're just... They can't they're just water doggos. <laughs> no, they are just water puppies. The truest fact we've had all the indie campaign. <laughs> what, that seals are water doggos? Yeah. Right. Anyway. Um, so... I mean, Nara, if you want to wait here for your contract, the rest of us could go get started on getting the, the crystal pipe. We're not even sure how long it's going to take them to make whatever it is that we need. No, I don't want to get left behind, so I'll just make sure we come back this way at some point soon. Alright, so let's, I guess, get on the rickshaw and off we go. Yep. You guys arrive back to some familiar territory in a couple of hours. Pogui, you sort of come come out of your trance. Uh, oh. Your hands are caked with um, dry clay, but before you rests a intricately crafted, painted, um, partially with your own blood, and tied up for carrying new Tier 2 soul jar. Hell yeah! Right? And, uh, 
add that to my inventory. Mm -hmm. And as you sort of come out of your trance and, you know, make yourself ready to stand up and get moving, your stomach growls with the thunder of several clouds. Uh, Oh. Because you've been sitting there in a trance for 24 hours. Alright. I I look towards the nearest window. I I give Pahokli a trail ration. You're not there yet. Oh, right. You may have noticed that I was like, you'll be there in a couple of hours when I switch cameras. I still got eight tablets of bread that are worth two days of food each. Yes, so you'll need to eat. I'm going to eat two of them. Yep, that's exactly (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, you you just munch through, like, ten pounds of compressed bread. Yeah. I imagine I'm just eating one burger cookie. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Drinking one Guinness. Uh, and, uh, okay, so when you're done with it, the sort of, the Claymaster kiln, kiln operator that sort of sets you up for the situation that you would, you know, blessed a, 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 a section of clay for... Um, mentions that someone was looking for you, but you were in a trance, so we weren't able to get you to talk to him. He said that he would wait outside till you were done. Well, thank you. I hope this clay serves you well, and I bid you a good day. He smiles with his and hands clasped and says, Please, be well, my good friend. It was an honor to have you. Uh, as you walk out, you can sort of hear a familiar gritty voice go, Ah, there he is, the walking peak. Uh, as you turn to face the voice, it's a familiar face, Jacoby. Oh, I didn't expect to see you here. Well, you hear a bunch of people earning names for themselves. You gotta have to follow that. Can't say I wouldn't do the same. Can't say you haven't been doing the same. He sort of smiles underneath the wide brim of his hat. Uh, I give him a smirk and a little... So, your friends nearby, or do you have some time? It looks like I got a little bit of time on my hands. Why are you fixing for a fight? Well, I didn't come down these rickety shale streets to muck about and buy pottery. I crack my knuckles. You should try it sometime. It's actually pretty relaxing. He shrugs. He goes, I'm sure it is. I've just never quite had the handle for it. And with that, he reaches to the wall that he's been standing next to. That, by the way, covered in a weapons rack. That definitely wasn't a weapons rack when you walked into the establishment. Uh, And grabs a heavy two-handed club and uh, hoists it onto his shoulder putting both hands on the handle like, whenever you're ready, big boy you might want to put the bird down I'll uh I'll unstrap my Karak papoose from my chest and just like, put him nice and gently against a wall just sit him down he's sleeping, He's he's, he's comfy yeah, good um then, oh man, I like Jacoby. I don't know if I want to use this fucking Bane weapon against him. Put him in your soul jar. Then make another one. I'll put him in my soul jar. 
Uh, now that you guys know about that, that's going to be the answer to every problem, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I'll take out my, uh, I'll take out my glaive. Okay. And square up. Alright, he's sort of, uh, it, it's sort of like, um, a, a flanged mace head with a, with a point in the top middle of it. He sort of takes a few steps away from the wall of the building, uh, kind of into the street and, like, stamps the point of the fling, the flanged mace into the ground. And a 20-foot circle of earth raises up about two and a half feet. So, like, just, like, thigh-high walls. Or, like, knee-high walls. And he goes, you think that'll do just fine? I'm not the running type, and I know you're not. You know, it's not as tall as the one the druids used, but I think this will do. Well, we like to let people see, don't we? I'll do a little flex and stretch a bit at that. And with that, he says, at your ready. Uh, I'll use what wet clay that I do have on my hands, paint a little bit of war paint on my face. Okay, roll for initiative. And uh, I will roll. Uh, that's a nat 20. All right. So, yay, wasting that on initiative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so you're first. Cool. Um, you see that he uh, sort of waits for you to go. You get the feeling he could have caught you off guard, but he chose not to. So, um, he's going to take a reaction, because I know you have a second attack, right? Yeah. So, he's going to take a reaction, um, and he's going to say some words between a couple of uh, simple attacks. He's going to say, as I predicted, your form has improved. He sort of, like, shoulder checks you. Make an opposed strength check. So 25 from uh, there. 19. All right, so he, he, he bests you, so he shoves you back five feet. And he okay. sort of takes a step forward uh, and goes, but your blows only have the same power as they do before. And he sort of stretches his arms out wide as he puts both hands onto his mace and raises it high above his head and goes, show me what you still have. I know there's more in your blows. That'll hit. All right. 
11. Okay. Uh, Jacoby sort of feels that blow a bit more, as you can see some of the chains in his chainmail splinter off from the savagery of your strike. And he goes, ha, ha, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, and so he brings his mace down. Um, I've got a 23, a 22, and a 9 to hit. Uh, the first two definitely hit. Okay. That's not terribly great damage, but I need you to make a con save uh, and okay. a strength save. It's only a con save and a strength save. Yes, it's a uh, ten damage. Okay. Constitution is a yeah, it's eighteen total. Okay. And strength is. Seventeen. Okay, this you're so you you're able to brace for impact as you see the second blow whirl around. So he like strikes you solid, and it sort of like feels like it's trying to knock the wind out of you, but you're able to sort of clinch your ribs and keep your breath. But you can see him whirl the weapon around again, and this time coming lower. So you brace and block the impact, but it breaks through your guard. But, but it definitely was supposed to send you flying. And instead of sending you flying, it just flung you back 15 feet, and the two-and-a-half-foot-tall wall rises up in height to catch you, uh, but you're able to stick the landing. You're only barely knocked off the ground. Damn. And the wall sort of recedes back down. And uh, how much damage was that that I took? In total, like eight. Okay. Uh, not, not good damage rolls. Um, it's about that time when you notice that there's quite the amount of people beginning to watch the fighting uh, break out. Um, and Jacoby sort of postulates to the crowd and goes, Ah, yes, this is what I long for. Audience, to see two good warriors cross weapons. You should all know this one. He hails from far away. The Wandering Peak, I've heard people call him. Know him well. And with that, he sort of gestures for you to come at him again. When he uh, says my name and or my uh, title, um, I'll like take my glaive hand and like beat it against my chest, and then turn back towards him, and um, I'll charge forward for a uh, slashing attack at his legs again. Okay. For my first attack. Uh, first one is 17. That'll hit, actually. I need to turn on a light real quick, because I'm having trouble reading my dice. It got suddenly really dark. Yep. Thank you, nighttime. Okay, good. Yep. Sorry about that. I'll roll damage. No, he's got no reaction right now. Okay. I'm going to do my second attack. That was a slash at his leg. So I'm going to bring it up and around and down towards the side, his side on the other side. Okay. 
that is an eight. To hit? Yeah. No, he, he dodges out of the way of that. Okay. All right. Um, and so as your sort of turn subsides, uh, the party, by the way, can see there is a fight going on in the distance. It's Pahokwi, and he's fighting some sort of clad man that you faintly recognize. Does it look like they're fighting, like, to the death? Uh, there's blood on the ground. Oh. Okay, uh, well, I think my friend's in trouble, so I'm yeah. gonna rush there. Yeah, let's go. Alright, you guys are maybe 50 feet away. Um, yeah, I mean, can we just, like, rush in and... Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys want to do when you guys get there? Spray acid everywhere. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with a bonus action bardic inspiration okay. to help Pahokwi out. Alright, so Pahokwi, go ahead. a d8 now. Nice. So Pahokwi, you can hear in the distance your friends encourage and cry. Uh, Necro, how is it that you spray acid everywhere? Uh, the breath weapon. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, so you just... Breath weapon, black dragon acid into the arena. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> so the guy makes a save, right? Uh. It says based off of. Hold on, let's Based off my draconic ancestry, but. Right. That's a. It's a. It's in the player's handbook for dragonborn. I'm sorry, you cut off there. It's it's in the player's handbook in the races section for Dragonborn. It's like right near the beginning. It's like your proficiency plus eight plus your con score, your con mod, I think. Yep. Yeah, well, he, he, yeah, definitely, so he definitely failed that because I rolled a one. So why don't you go ahead and roll damage? Hell yeah. Kyrak during all this. Who? Kyrak. Oh, um, Kyrak, not Kyrax. He's sitting safely against the wall of the ceramic shop that I was in. Wrapped in my papoose. (laughs) (laughs) Right. A total of three damage. All right. Uh, So the acid sprays on uh, Jacoby who sort of roars in delight and goes, ha, 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 I knew your friends would show. All the timeliest. But, and he sort of like looks past you, Pahokwi, this was a duel, so tomorrow we will continue. I will find you topside from the bed when you're ready. And with that, he sort of lurches forward and exudes this blast, a cone of, of frost. Um... Everyone in the party and, like, a bunch of villagers are going to get struck by this. I don't know. So you guys need to all make constitution saves. Okay. Oh. Damn it. Uh, 21. 13. Okay. Uh, 21. Okay. Uh, Necro? Uh, net, net 20. All right. And Vala. Vala? Sorry, I didn't realize I was on mute. I got a 12. Okay. 
So everyone except for the Nat 20 and the 21 are blinded for a minute Ooh. with frosty mist and ice all over you. Nice. Um, the two people that, that did pass are only frosted for a brief moment, and you can see Jacoby carrying a backpack almost cartoonishly stuffed with weaponry, uh, hastily climbing along the side of Maru's bed as if he was Spider-Man. What race is he? Uh, you don't know. I don't think you guys have gotten a good look at his face. We have not. He is something. He's the race of Parker, I believe. Oh, yay. Hey, there's Karak. I'll sling my glaive across my back and just sigh as I wipe the frost from around my face. And the, uh, I'm unhappy that my duel was interrupted. Sorry. Um, we were just trying to help. I didn't know that it was a duel, man. I appreciate that. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the situation. <laughs> also, I finally got to spray some acid. <laughs> I just imagine... I just imagine Necro just like kicks the door in and just like like squawking like a yeah, squawking like a crow just shooting gouts of acid everywhere. Guys, if that was Jacoby and we're gonna fight him, I have to make one more purchase for myself before we go topside. It was Jacoby, and surprise. We will be fighting him. Alright. At least I will. Once again. What race is he? Don't have. I mean, but even the Hokui hasn't gotten a look at his face. Mm-mm. He's fully armored of Ew. some kind. Yep. He even wears gloves. Ew. So, yeah, he's um, pretty covered. I'm, he said villagers were hit? Yeah, but it was it was no damage dealt. It was just sort of like a blinding mist and frost. Oh, okay. So, like, a bunch of Try people are the, like. Uh, ninja away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smoke bomb. Smoke bomb. <laughs> Pocket sand. Pocket frost cone. Pocket frost. Yeah, there you Perfect. go. Okay, right. so I assume Karak pulls himself out of the papoose finally. <laughs> or not, I don't know. Well, Karak doesn't know where he's I mean, that can put you back on me. Uh, that can just be our life. Waking up from a, from a nice little nap, dude. <laughs> oh, good. He's almost up. And I go and I unhook my poncho from it and put it back on as it properly should be worn. See, like every time Crack uh, can't make uh, D&D, that's just where he's going to be. He's just like, oh, he's weirdly in the papoose this episode. Right. <laughs> uh, that's good. We tried to tell him, Craig, don't drink the whole alchemy jug of beer. And he was like, nah, do what I want. Hey, man, that's how you end up on top of a church screaming that you're Zeus or something. Yeah, I mean, that being said, I mean, your entire party, except for, you know, Pahokwi and Karak, are kind of drunk. I'm still drunk. <laughs> Wait a minute. Have you guys been drinking without <laughs> me? Apparently that's how they do business here. That's why it takes so goddamn long. Because we get everybody drunk and people fall asleep, and ten hours later you can finally leave. It's dumb. Oh, that makes sense. 
<laughs> I, I wonder if that shopkeep was drunk when he gave me that total. Yeah. Oh, well. It's okay. These things happen. Either way, check out my pot. So, yeah, you guys notice he has a, is wow. a much larger, more ornate uh, vase. Oh, Pahogli, I didn't know you had an artistic soul in you. My people are quite artistic. There's a joke in there about him not having an artistic soul yet, but he plans to put one in the jar. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll workshop it. <laughs> Alright. So, the, the crystal pipe place is... Like, just... Two or three buildings over, isn't it? Correct. Okay. We have business to do. Well, I have business to do, at least. Well, I ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah. You guys are you already ahead of me so. Uh, so I guess I'll go back over to the building. Yep. Yeah, so I'm going to check out the morning to the two. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna follow along and see this crystal pipe. Yeah, um, say hello to the two dwarf guards that stand outside. I assume they're still there. They are still there, and they're totally aloof to your presence. Like, oh, 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 you, oh, you came back. Yeah. Good morning. Or I mean, good morning. Yeah. It's, it's hard to pretend to slur your words. Mm. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. <laughs> and sound cheerful at the same time. It's <laughs> not. You tell me how to be cheerful. <laughs> Um, um, head on in and look around for, forgot his name, uh, Mael Sator. Yeah, Sator's working right now. Go ahead and get him. May open the doors apathetically. So the, the, the site of this foundry that wasn't really displayed for some of the people that weren't here. Um, so this place is very standard as for what you would depict sort of a deep earth uh, foundry sort of situation. There's big crucibles filled with bubbling orange liquid that are poured into cast and such. You know, loud hammers being pulled by chains that rise up and, you know beat large quantities of metal flat. Um, but the whole area is filled with this purple and green light uh, that cascades off of everything because the key product being made, as you can see, being actually used for its actual purpose is this thick crystalline pipe that's maybe two feet wide in diameter Um and the pipe walls are maybe like three inches thick, uh, and it's used. It's being used to transport lava to heat the crucibles. Uh, but yeah, Mister Satur sort of approaches you all, covered in soot and work, uh, and and looks at knowledge and goes, "Ah, yes, I'm glad that you've come back." And he sort of takes his large, heavy welding glove off and sort of reaches up to shake Nalas's hand. Uh, of course, I'll shake his hand, say good morning as well. I'm glad to have returned. He sort of looks at you. I assume you have your writ of patronage. Of course, I 
show him the, the new writ. Wonderful, wonderful. Good for you to do this for not just your own, but for everyone. So, uh, do you remember the rates we discussed? Uh, you had not given me the rates before. You told me I should definitely go see the Merchant's Guild. Yes, well, it was over 100 gold per foot of, of pipe without your writ. With it, it's merely 25 gold per foot. Okay. So, well, for I think your order was for 10 feet? Yes. Well, you seem pretty cocksure about needing the pipe, so I figured I'd make the boys get to work on it, regardless of whether or not you'd be actually buying it so soon. So it should be done within the hour, actually. But uh, I believe that's just 250 gold. Why don't you and your friends come up to my office and we'll count the coin out? Of course. Sort of takes you guys up some, some heavy wrought iron stairs. Uh, and down a cool hallway, away from the glistening light of the foundry room, uh, and down a very similar, albeit more functional, sliding stone door. It has like a, like finger grips in it, so you you manually open and shut the door. It's not so automatic and magical. Alright, so fifty gold a person, pretty much. No, it's two hundred fifty gold. However, you guys want to pay it. Yeah, alright, so fifty gold a person. I can do 50 gold. Well, that means I'm gonna... I'm gonna not chip in on this this time. Oh, yeah, that's totally fair. You did just spend a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pat the hook we on the back and be like, it's okay, we're all down on our luck sometimes. <laughs> next time I'll ask the next dragon we meet for gold. Instead oh, of yeah. licking my glaive. It's not a euphemism that actually yeah. It should be. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll chip in 50. Yeah, yeah 50. I heard three people chipping in 50. Okay, so we have 150. 100 gold left um, to make it. I can give another 50. Oh, no, well. no, 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 okay, so, so then that's plenty. I, I, there was four people then, not three people. So, yeah. Everyone that's spoken for, give their 50, and then, Nalos, you're doubling down, or is someone else doubling down? I can double down. That's fine. Okay. Cool. So, the dwarf very happily takes your takes your gold, counts it out, and goes, very well. Thank you for your business. And, well, no business in, in Maru's bed is done sober. So, and he sort of lines up a... Uh, a series of small mug, uh, small cups, maybe only like six ounces, and hoists a wooden keg that says McGurk's Lurks, the finest in all Detroit, uh, and pours everyone a a big six ouncer of McGurk's Lurks, and he goes, "Yes, I've been waiting for McGurk's Lurks." <laughs> yeah, he goes, "It's it's from some of my dwarven cousins, cousins, cousins from far east." Cheers. And he sort of raises high. Cheers. And with that, I'm going to take a fiber. All right, so... We're all about to take a drink. Yes, yeah, so uh, Mr. Satur raises a glass of McGurk's Lurks to cheers. Everyone takes a big old drink. Um, it's good. I don't know if, it, if any of the characters in this party have ever had McGurk's Lurks before, but it's some of the best ale you've ever drank. Wow. I've heard tales of how great it is. 
Yeah, it's. I have not had any. It's. I have never even heard of the great city of Detroit. <laughs> yeah, sadly, that's totally a thing in Yalzar. <laughs> Next time you see me, just ask me about it, and I'll tell you about it. it uh, it's after a fun this story. session, I'm going to ask you some questions about it. Sure. Oh, I loved Detroit. What a fine city. <laughs> what a fine city. <laughs> Uh, okay, so he uh, immediately sort of calls out a window to the foundry floor uh, and calls out that that order for Mr. Nalos is to be brought to the front of the foundry as quickly as possible. And he closes the window and turns to you all and offers you another round to pass the time if for no other reason. Uh, Milo, I have a question. He nods. You seem, you seem like a, a man who knows his way around in this town. And I don't know if you have heard of the challenge my, my friend Ahokwe here was in just outside. Uh, I am uh, a little bit then. Um, but uh, I too will be challenging uh, that gentleman tomorrow. And before I do so... Uh, the last time I fought him, he used a, a very long weapon. I think it's called Lance. Uh, Where would you buy the fanciest Lance that a man can buy in this town? Well, I believe uh, I he could... has a fence. Sutor <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks at you and, up and goes, do you have a Lance or do you need the whole thing made? Uh, I do not have a Lance. I need the whole thing. You and your friends find a way to pass the afternoon and uh, bring your coin purse when you when you come back to pick up the, uh, the the pipe in an hour or so. I think I might have something for you. Spectacular. Thank you, sir. He nods and raises a, a second round to himself at the very least and drinks another round of McGurk's Lurks. He is. Very well, then. See yourselves from my office in the foundry and come back in a few hours. Okay. All right, that's what we do. Okay. Do you guys do anything in particular? Where's Chesapeake? Uh, I assume that she is just waiting right outside next to the dwarves. Yeah, she's kind of like half burrowed herself in the cold earth. I'll give her a snack. Uh, okay. The, uh, Does anybody else have things they want to look for here? I can apparently buy whatever I want in this town now. I don't particularly have anything. I mean, I also don't have a ton of money, but... um. Do they make any personal items out of this um, magic pipe? Um, who are you asking? Uh, the, like, technician guy, right? The, like, the foreman you guys are talking to? Yeah. Uh, he's often been busy already. Oh, okay. Oh, hold on. Uh, we, we could ask uh, one of the two halfling brothers, uh, Melton or Felton. 
Oh uh, yeah, they're you probably around here. Yeah, they're actually on break, so you can find them pretty easy. So they they look up at you all. And go, uh, yes, what well, what's what can we do for you? Your pipe's not yet not just ready. Right, right. Um, uh, what other kinds of things do you make from this uh, crystal pipe? And they sort of look at each other and give you sort of a quizzical look and go, "Well, we can make just about anything out of the crystal, ma'am." But is there any something in particular you're thinking of? Oh, I was um any kind of magical items, one talismans, weapons, that kind of thing. They sort of nod and agree. Oh, yes, yes. Well, many a wizard has come by and requested large amounts of the crystal formations so that they can enchant them later. The crystals themselves seem to hold magic quite strongly. But uh, we don't do the enchanting here, no. I have an idea. What's your idea? Could they make you a set of, like, crystal... Uh, like a, a crystal pan flute? Pan pipes? What is, what, yeah, what's the word of this thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Ooh. Are crystal pipes change. higher than silver, though? That's a joke for some people. <laughs> um, okay, that's okay. I, I would one day hope to earn my silver pipes. Aw. Aw. Um, I mean, yeah. if we if we got you like some crystal, a crystal instrument here, I'm sure somebody back at the capital could probably do something neat with it. Well, I have to buy the raw material. Um, how much did they say it was a foot? Fifty dollar, fifty gold. Well, that's that's 25. that's for the pipe, ma'am. Right. If, if you simply want a certain amount of pound of of raw of raw crystal to be shaped by other hands. Uh, we, we do that as well, but it's it's uh, 10 gold a pound. Oh. Um, I will buy... Uh, how much, just sort of out of character, I don't know how like dense this is, but like how much do you think I would need to make a set of pipes? You like, want, give, me a, give me an insight check and I can give you a... Uh, better estimate the higher you roll. Fair enough. I rolled a, a 17. Do you want me to add anything? Yeah, yeah, to that? yeah, yeah, of course. Give me a proper insight check. Oh, okay. Um, well, it's a 17 because I have no wisdom. <laughs> uh, so, so, 17, you, you imagine that it would probably only be about 20, maybe 30 pounds. Uh, or, sorry, sorry. Two or three pounds of material to make the pipes. And they go, oh, well, we can fetch that for you immediately, ma'am. Just wait here. And the one brother who isn't, you know, wrist deep in his lunch sort of gets up and dusts himself off with bread of uh, breadcrumbs and darts off into the foundry. Would the crystal make good daggers or rapiers? <laughs> the, re the remaining brother goes, oh, well, not many people request it, but if you ask me, and he sort of, like, shows that he's wearing, like, a boot knife that's made out of the crystal... I wouldn't dare carry anything other than this material. Nothing can sunder it. Ooh. Would I need to buy the crystal by the pounds for that, or do you have well, any? Well, we do craft on request weaponry, uh, but it's rare. But again, we could certainly sell you the poundage. 
Yeah, um, I think selling just the poundage for me right now while my, uh, my purse recovers from my drunken bad decisions. And what were you looking to buy it for? Um, enough for two rapiers. Two rapiers? Alright, give yeah. me an insight check to see if you know how much that would cost. Uh, I'm not looking for how much it would cost, I just, how much... How many pounds? Okay, yeah, yeah. You still have zero wisdom. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Um, so you imagine it would be about five pounds worth. Okay. So 50 gold. Yeah, I'll do that. All right. So the brother actually yells after his first brother, make that eight pounds, brother. So not too long. The first, the second brother comes back and has a, a lump of, of three pounds and a lump of five pounds of the crystal. Pretty sizable. I mean... The uh, three pounds is maybe like the size of a cantaloupe, mm -hmm. uh, whereas the five pounds is closer to the size of like a small watermelon. Cool. I guess like uh, not not cantaloupe to watermelon. It's like um, like a like a pomegranate is the three pounds and a cantaloupe is the five pounds. But you know it's it's crystal, so it's like more jaggedy. Mm -hmm. But that's like the rough size of the hunks. Cool. Yeah, put that in the hands of a talented craftsman, and they can make you fine pair of blades. Wonderful, thank you. I'm really excited about how sparkly my uh, getup is. Like I've got the, the the gleaming cloak. I'm gonna have some sweet like crystal instruments. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Somebody in sick glamorous. All right, um, so I guess with that, you guys, uh, well, let's just finish this up. So you guys go and dwaddle a couple of hours away. Do you guys kind of want to go shopping anything? Just imagine that you have the player's handbook of, like, general items at your disposal and just do that between sessions. And if you go shopping with Nalos, it's half off the listed price. Ooh, wonderful. So, Nalos, you're just getting, like, pulled every which way. Yep, I <laughs> but anyway, after you guys finish your general store shopping that you guys should do between sessions, um, you guys return and receive your uh, 10 feet of pipe that is 500 pounds. Oof. Cool. I got a oh, sorry, I lied, I lied, I lied. It's, it's a ton. Ugh, that's even worse. Yeah, it's one ton uh, of weight. Okay, well, I don't think that... We were hoping that Pahokui, me, and Chesapeake could lug it back. And the three of you probably could. Drag okay. it. What about just me on my burly arms? How much can you carry? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure out. We'll figure that out next week because we're about to end it up. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll okay. you guys, you as a party, figure out how much you guys can carry and drag, and then realize you have. 2,000 pounds to carry. Don't, um, don't how about instead of running the course of all that math, um, would, I'm assuming I could buy a cart somewhere in this town that Chesapeake can pull just to drag the crystal pipe. That might be the case, but I'm not sure that, you're, that, that your crab could drag a ton. That's also totally reasonable. You are correct. So, I don't think that she can. Yeah, so so you guys look into that between the weeks, and we'll worry about that next week. Mm -hmm. um, but, it's really a manual labor kind of a 
<laughs> That's not really your jurisdiction. Yeah. Uh, I, like, these hands are the moneymaker. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's pretty obvious as you guys return that Mr. Satur is standing outside the establishment with the pipe already, and he has this huge secondary thing in his hands that's covered in a, a cloth. And as you all approach, he unveils it, and it is a crystal lance. Cool. Wow. Uh, and to sort of showcase that he looks at Nalos and gives you a smile and then sort of, like, takes, like, a big, like, knee, like, uh, sort of, like, half crouch and leaps ten feet into the air and then drives the lance and buries the entire lance into the earth, almost as if it was stabbing through the surface of the water. And, That's amazing. And then pulls it up and flicks off a couple pieces of dirt and goes, well, what do you say, young man? How much do I owe you? 210 gold. I'm so coming back for one of those. <laughs> Guys, I need somebody to stop me 30 gold. <laughs> <laughs> I could just I see. Want, I only need somebody to stop me 20 gold. I have a platinum piece. <laughs> I just. I can send you 20 gold. I just see Nalo's like upending his fucking. <laughs> Haversack, like there's gotta be more coins in here. Shaking out Chesapeake. I just dump out like all of my money, basically, and I like, oh no, those are copper, that's silver. Yeah. All right, so so, Lala, you spot him. Yeah. Okay. Thank uh, you. So he gives you the lance. You can treat this as a plus one non-magical weapon. Okay. So it does plus one to hit, plus one to damage, but it is not a magical weapon. Oh, and it has a um, hardness of 100 instead of its normal hardness. What's the normal hardness? For a we- for a lance, like 10. Okay. Where the hell is hardness written down anywhere in the, the handbooks? I gotta check it real quick, but I know that that's a thing, because that's like... Basically, if you try to sunder an object, you do damage to its hardness. Its hardness is basically its health. Oh, okay. Sense. You see stuff like that in video games. Yeah, you can just put on it that it's not sunderable. Cool. So you're it's a it's a non-magical plus one weapon that can't be destroyed. And isn't vulnerable to stuff that destroys metal weapons because it's not metal. So, okay. Uh, I think with that, we're going to go ahead and end for tonight. Uh, I have been, as always, your Dungeon Master Kenny. We have our entire party. I hope everyone got to do a little bit. Uh, We have our late, better than never, Druid. Uh, I slept through most of this, but it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Our, uh, Our one step closer to being completely fabulous bard. Our squaka, my my beak shoots acid, warlock. Hey, it's your boy. See you next time. Our I've got nothing for this one rogue. Uh, I have nothing for this either. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> Except 
that I am soon going to be the intellectual owner of the best idea in all of Yale. See you guys Yale next bar. week. Bye. Um, our totally jazzed for round three against Jacoby, <laughs> Barbarian. Hey, this is Coop at Pahokwee. Uh, See you next week. And Nalos, I'm not sure if Tritons can drool, but if they can, probably <laughs> drooling over his new lance. Yeah. Uh, hey, this is Nick playing Nalos. Thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Bye.